0: Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fortinsky.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fortinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinsky NFL. You can also check out any of our social media accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. We're posting there constantly. Of course, all of our podcast-related content will be there as well, but please go check those out. And just a reminder, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit those five stars. Give us that five-star review so we can get more listeners. I appreciate everything you have all given to me. I appreciate all the support in this show. And we're going to change things up a little this week. We're going to jump straight into the interview. I'm not going to do a first segment. We're just going to be jumping straight into my chat that I had with Heather Prusak of CBS's News for Buffalo. I just want to tell you, before I jump in, this was such a great chat. We not only did an in-depth chat about what we've seen from the Bills in Weeks 1 and Weeks 2 of the NFL season, but also what we should expect in the upcoming matchup against the Washington football team. We talk about Tremaine Edmonds, we talk about Levi Wallace and his injury, and of course, we talk about Josh Allen and how maybe he hasn't been the quarterback that he was last season, But hopefully we're going to see some better stuff to come from him as he plays some easier teams and easier defenses. So we're going to jump straight into the interview. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. We are joined by Heather Prusak, who is a sports reporter and anchor for CBS's News for Buffalo. Heather's been doing this. She knows her bill stuff. She's there every week. Heather, where can our listeners find your content?
0: Hey, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. First of all, um, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at HAPrusak, H-A-P-R-U-S-A-K. Um, I'm on Facebook too. I've got a work professional page that I post a lot of things on. And then you can find a ton of my content and you know our sports department content in general at wivb.com slash sports. We've got a lot of great things on there. And then every Sunday morning, we've got a pregame show before every game starting at 11 a.m. So Lots of good stuff um, for anybody that's out of town. We stream the show online as well. So um, we've got some some great content coming up this season, and we already have put some out there. We've got a really great crew.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I, I check your guys' stuff out every single week. So any diehard Buffalo Bills fan should be checking their stuff out. They put out the best content out there. So thank you so much, Heather. So let's get right into it. The Bills are now one and one. They lose to the Steelers. They come back, have a huge win over the Dolphins. But there are some things that weren't necessarily perfect. couple things here. Levi Wallace goes down. Of course, Dane Jackson has to step up, makes a couple plays. I want to get your take on the cornerback situation because it's clear that they were being extra cautious with Wallace. He apparently is going to be perfectly fine. It's nothing serious, but... The cornerback situation is quite thin. They really don't have anyone. They have Dane Jackson, but they really don't have much else. If something were to happen to Tredavious White and Levi Wallace, the Bills would be in big trouble. Are you concerned also about this cornerback situation, just plainly for the fact that they don't have any depth there? And if they run into any injuries, it's going to be a really tough time especially when they've been relying on the defense so much in the first two weeks.
0: Yeah. You know, when, um, when the roster, the initial 53 man roster came out, that was an area that I looked at right away as far as depth is concerned, because really, as you mentioned, if anything were to happen to Levi or Tredavious, you've got Dane Jackson in his second year, which during training camp in the preseason, he was very up and down, Levi Wallace was clearly the more consistent one out of the two of them when that competition was going on. Um, But I will say to his credit, it seems like whenever he does get opportunities in the games, he always finds a way to make the most of those opportunities and take advantage of them. We saw that again against Miami where he had a huge fourth down stop, fourth down tackle. Um, but, But it is a concern because outside of Dane Jackson, Basically, you're kind of looking at maybe relying on Saran Neal to play outside, which is not his primary position. He's that backup to Taron Johnson in the slot there. So um, we saw Saran Neal when he was playing outside a little bit during some of those preseason games. I believe it was against the Bears where uh, he gave up a, a very big touchdown I believe I forget how long it was but um, so that's something that is concerning here when it comes to the depth at cornerback basically you'd have to turn to either the practice squad or try to bring somebody else in if there are any long-term injuries to this group and then there's just the initial not only depth wise but just kind of looking at what you have on the other side of Tredavious White, because and even defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier said this earlier in the week, basically, and it's and it's just pointing out the obvious too, but basically, whoever is playing across from Tredavious White is most likely going to get kind of picked on and is going to be targeted more because what opposing quarterback wants to throw is at one of the best cornerbacks in the league with Trey white. So we've seen that already where Levi's been, been targeted more and sometimes it works out and other times it doesn't. He had a very big play that interception um, against the dolphins. But when you're going up against some, some other premier quarterbacks, it is an area to, to kind of look at and say, all right, there's some questions here.
1: Definitely. It's, it's a huge problem. And thankfully the bills haven't run into any serious injuries yet, but as we know, guys get hurt all the time, particularly cornerbacks, at least in the bills recent history. And we need to hope that at the very least, if Levi Wallace were to take a bigger injury or if Tredavious white were to, it does appear that Dane Jackson steps up when the moment arises He might not be the best practice player, but he certainly shows up in the games. And yes, he's a late round draft pick and he still has a lot to prove, but it's definitely impressive that at the very least you have him, but outside of him, like you said, there really isn't a whole lot. Saran Neal is probably not the answer. And again, maybe you have to go out on the street and look for a veteran to come in to really help out, which the Bills tried last season and it didn't work. We'll see if they have to go down that road again presumably they won't have to if the defense continues on the tear that they've been on and the defense as a whole has been impressive, but there are some other pieces that I do want to cover here that have not been very good. And that next one is the linebacking core. And I think a lot of people are going to quickly react and say, what's wrong with the linebackers. Well, they would be right in saying there's no issue. And Matt Milano, I don't think there's an issue with AJ Klein. I do think there's a severe issue with middle linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds at middle linebacker has been struggling. He, this isn't just a one or two game thing. I don't think he's really taken akin to this NFL football and really taken that step forward that we hoped he would take. When you watch a lot of these tapes from just these last two weeks, He often looks confused. His instincts just don't seem to be there. When you see the running back go to the right, Tremaine is going to the left. When you see a dump off to a running back, the running back manages to gain nine yards before Tremaine Edmonds gets there. And if you look at the stats, his stats aren't terrible. He gets lots of tackles, but where is he tackling these players? What kinds of plays is he giving up? What kinds of plays is he making? And he's not making a whole lot of big impact plays. Whereas a guy like Matt Milano every single year seems to just be in the right place at the right time. We saw it again, comes up with a force fumble, picks it up. Where was Tremaine Edmonds there? I mean, he is your middle linebacker. He should be on these types of plays and he just doesn't seem to be there. And it's game in game out. I'm curious to get your take on Tremaine Edmonds and where he's at right now. And, if he's going to take that step this year that we were hoping he would finally take.
0: Yeah. When it comes to Tremaine Edmonds, I feel like he's such a polarizing player because you have people that say, well, you know, you look at him and his physical build is, I mean, he's a freak of an athlete. He's, he's so he's young, he's athletic, he's, he's mobile, he's speedy, things like that. But I think, when it comes to those splash impact plays, that is definitely something that the bills they need to see more of of from Tremaine Edmonds. They invested a lot in him. I mean, he's a first round pick. And when guys are drafted that high, comes high expectations, as with everybody. I mean, we've been having this conversation about Ed Oliver as well, the fact that we need to see more out of some of these guys that the bills invested so much in. And Tremaine Edmonds is one of those players. Leslie Frazier, even said coming into this season that in order for Tremaine to take that next step, he needs to not only make those splash, game-changing impact plays, but he has to do it on a consistent basis, which is something that we haven't seen from him. Um, but I will say that this Bills inside of that organization and inside of that building and that facility. They have a tremendous amount of confidence in him. And it's something that they've said over and over again, that despite the fact that they want to see more out of him, they feel like he can get there. Now, obviously they picked up his fifth year option. That was no surprise there, but um, there's still a lot on the table, I think for Tremaine Edmonds to, to prove. And I think this is a big season for him.
1: And look, it's still early on in the season. I hope you're right. I hope that he does take that step. And there's no question a lot of people expect it and hope that that's going to happen. And like you talked about, he's got the physical abilities. It's just putting that together with the mind, getting those instincts right, understanding what he's seeing on the field and reacting to it a little quicker. That's what I would like to see. I think that's what a lot of people want to see. And time will tell. And if he doesn't, then I don't think the Bills are going to be signing him. You know, the Bills have a very tight cap. They have a lot of guys that they have signed, a lot of guys that they're going to need to sign. And if Edmonds continues on this trend that he's on, I just don't see them giving him that long-term deal because when you look at what he's accomplished, he really is just sort of a middle-of-the-road middle linebacker right now. And if that's the case, if that's all he will ever be, there's no question the Bills can find another guy in that, whether it's another first rounder or a second rounder, or if it's looking out into free agency and picking up a veteran who's done it before the Bills have struggled for a long time to get a middle linebacker. And I think we all hoped that Edmonds would be the answer. I'm just not sure if he is, but I hope that this year we're going to find that out and he better take a step up and it's probably got to be early on in this season. I really don't think he's going to get so many more opportunities to prove himself and entering year four, this is probably his his last shot to do that. We have partnered with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action ...with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, believe football pick'em at PlayActionPools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the content Believe B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll. playactionpools.com Your new home, for all your office sports pools. Now, I want to jump over to the offense, and that's talking about a player who is on everyone's mind, and that's Josh Allen, because he has not looked like the player that he was last season. Last year, as we know, he was an MVP caliber player, was second in the MVP voting. He put up monster numbers, numbers that, The Bills organization has basically never seen, broke almost every single passing related record. And there are very high expectations of not only the team, but also him specifically. And after two games, it's been quite a letdown. His passer rating has been 77.9. And just to note, over the course of his career, it's been 89.7. As we know, it was well over 100 last year. His completion percentage has been very concerning this year at well below 60%, at 56% through the first two games. But it's not even just the stats. And before I ask you the question, it's got to be noted if you've watched these games, and I'm sure most people listening to this have watched the Bills, and he just doesn't quite look like the Josh Allen we saw last year. He looks a little more hesitant, He doesn't seem to be reading the field quite as quickly. And that, of course, can be a combination of receivers not getting open, different types of routes, maybe longer route trees than there was last season. But to me, he just doesn't quite look the same. And I want to know if we need to be concerned that maybe Josh Allen is a really good quarterback and maybe he's better than what he's been in the first two games, but maybe he's not quite as good as what we saw last season. Would I be crazy in saying that?
0: You know, I think when it comes to Josh Allen, I think that it it is easy to kind of jump to conclusions and maybe make some overreactions because, you know, in, in two games, look, I think Josh Allen is completely fine. Are there some missteps that we've seen in the first two weeks? Absolutely. But I don't think it is quite time to hit the panic button on, on Josh Allen just yet Um because you also have to remember, and I think I said this—I um, think I said this when I was doing a radio hit the other day when I was asked about Josh Allen and maybe the expectations for the offense and specifically the passing game. You got to remember too that this this explosion in the passing game for the Bills it really kind of came out of nowhere last year. I think it really, you know, maybe not inside the Bills organization but I think around the league and outside of the bills, it really caught teams by surprise because all of a sudden, I mean, he took such a leap and such a step from year two to year three that teams, I don't think were, were necessarily prepared and and ready and expecting that. So every week I feel like he was sort of a surprise and maybe doing something different uh, to, to catch opposing defenses off guard. But now, Teams have an entire season's worth of film on that, and and how to beat him, and what to do, and and, and how to defend these top tier wide receivers. So I, I think that you kind of have to chalk it up to that a little bit as well. That he's not, and I think that that's hard for fans sometimes to grasp. That just because he had this record breaking franchise record breaking season second you know, runner up MVP voting, things like that. Um, you know, just because he might not duplicate that doesn't mean that he's regressing or anything like that. Um, I also think too, that you also have to look at, you know, week one, they had a really, really good defense on the other side there. Um, Pittsburgh's Defensive front is no joke. It's one of the best in the league with TJ Watt, Melvin Ingram, um, Hayward there. So they went up against an incredibly tough defensive front, not to mention the offensive line had some issues. Um, You know, you know, Deion Dawkins is still kind of working himself back from COVID. And those guys that I mentioned that the Bills offensive lineman had to go against, it was a, a huge challenge right out of the gate. So. I'm not going to go as far as to say that there's something wrong with Josh Allen. I think it's still very early. And if we're still maybe kind of seeing maybe some of the hesitations or maybe, you know, kind of overthrowing some of these on some of these plays that we saw in the opener that he should be hitting. um, If we see that as a trend, as we get further in the season, then it's time to be like, okay, well, what's going on. We need to reevaluate here. But um, I definitely think it's too early to, to kind of, you know, maybe, maybe starts a panic when it comes to the quarterback position for the bills.
1: Yeah. It's part of being a Buffalo bills fan, right? We've, <laughs> yes. we've been looking yes. for this quarterback for so long. And, and I, I personally believe Josh Allen is that guy, whether he's going to be an MVP candidate every year that remains to be seen. And you talk about the defense. It's not like the dolphins are a slouch either, right? They have a really good defense. They have arguably the best cornerbacks in the league with Xavier and Howard. They have a really, really impressive defensive secondary. So the bills have taken on probably the toughest two defenses that they're going to face all season. So ideally it's only up from here and it should be noted, even if Josh Allen, isn't what he was last season, if he, if he's a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback, that's also okay, especially because the Bills have a great team around him. I think that the Bills' defense has looked infinitely better than they did last season in just the first two games. And again, against two pretty good teams, against two borderline playoff teams, I think the Bills' defense has showed up. And it should also be noted, the Bills' run game, there are still concerns there, but the Bills' running game has actually been okay through two games well and that's of another
0: yeah and that's another point too that you bring up is that you know Josh Allen's stats might not be you know passing wise where it was last year because they didn't run the ball as effectively i think they've done a very good job of that so far i mean you saw devin singletary finds a hole and you know credit to some great blocking by you know Dawson Knox and um, uh, even Emmanuel Sanders had a key block there for him to, you know, burst up the middle, find a hole and take it to the house, uh, right out of the gate there. That was extremely impressive. And then they go to Zach Moss after the fumble and he scores the last two touchdowns of the game to close it out and make it an absolute blowout. So I think that their running game, you know, I I've said this all off season is look, we know that the running game was a weakness in this offense last year, but I don't think it is a matter of the bills running more. It's just when they do run, they have to be more effective when they call those plays because you're not going to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands anytime soon, but you do still need to have that, that complement of a running game to the passing game, especially if things aren't working or if there's tight coverage and he can't find, you know, the reads that he's looking for. And he goes through all of his reads and, and doesn't see what he likes. So Um, you know, and also just to keep defenses, uh, you know, you just can't be one dimensional. So I think so far, um, that, that, that is another point is that I think the running game has shown significant signs of improvement so far in these past two weeks.
1: And there's no question that the running game in general has lost popularity for pass game across the entire NFL. But like you talked about, it's that balance. It's finding those effective runs. And so far, yes, the Bills aren't running a lot, but they've been quite effective. There's been some struggles on short yardage plays. But when they're out in the open field, we've seen quite a bit of success for both Singletary and Zach Moss. And Zach Moss, although he looks a little slow, he definitely can take a hit. Uh, He had a couple plays where he broke through tackles and that's been something that I think we hope to see last season and we're seeing it now. So there is no question that the run game has been significantly more effective than it was last season. So once again, everything around Josh Allen has been better. So if Josh Allen doesn't have as of an incredible season as he did last year, that is okay because the bills are potentially better All around him and they've improved on every other aspect and that also includes special teams so i want to close out here and get some of your takes for the upcoming game the bills are taking on the washington football team the washington football team they're also one and one they haven't looked great their defense hasn't looked as good as it had last season and of course their offense they they lose ryan fitzpatrick so they're now uh sort of down their top player right now on offense what is your take on this upcoming game? And do you have a game prediction, maybe a score prediction on this game?
0: Oh, you're putting me on the spot because so for our pregame show, Buffalo kickoff live and for a segment that I do called auto zone um, with my dog auto, I run through, you know, some of the key matchups, blah, blah, blah. I give my prediction and then my dog goes to the dog bowls and you know he picks his game. So I have two opportunities where I predict, I predict a score And I have not yet sat down and really thought about my score predictions. So I don't want to give it just yet. I do think the bills are going to be able to win. I will say that. I just don't know. Still diving into some of my research and some of my, you know, scouting reports on Washington. So I don't have a score for you. I do think the bills are going to win. Um, but looking at this game, one thing that I, Uh, maybe not fear like that's the wrong word but but one thing if, if I'm Ron Rivera and I'm Jack Del Rio and I am part of that Washington football coaching staff especially on the defensive side I'm looking heavily at what Pittsburgh did and how Pittsburgh was able to get pressure on Josh Allen slow him down make the passing game not as effective as we normally see it. I'm looking at that. I'm just completely not even (laughs) turning on film. If you're on the defensive side for Washington, when it comes to the game last week, but because you know what Pittsburgh, and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, what Pittsburgh was able to do as far as get pressure and the, and the most impressive thing about that game was the fact that they were doing it. And I think on only one occasion, did they send more than four uh, on the rush to go try to get in Allen's face. I mean, that is that is very impressive, and the fact they were effective at doing it. It's not only that they did it; they were effective at it. Um, so then you've got all these other guys to, uh, you know, defend and and um, and take away his options in the passing game, have tight coverage on wide receivers, things like that. So. If if I'm on that Washington defensive coaching staff, I'm looking at how the Steelers were able to fare in that game because while Washington's defense hasn't lived up to the hype and the expectations that it had coming into 2021 so far, that defensive front that they have is loaded with talent. I mean, every single one of them, starting-wise, they're all former first round picks. I mean, you just go down the line, Chase Young, uh, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Jonathan Allen is absolutely balling out right now. And it's interesting because it's not, you know, one of the guys that was drafted more recently. I mean, he was a 17th overall pick in 2017. So the fact that he's getting it done. Um, so I think that, washington's defensive front has the talent to maybe do something similar a similar game plan to what we saw pittsburgh what pittsburgh was able to accomplish um but it's a matter of if they can get it done because honestly a lot of there's there's been some discipline issues for washington just kind of going going through some of, of the a little bit of the tape from the first per- first two games they've had a lot of penalty issues um i believe they're tied for fifth in the league right now for most penalties and eight of them are on the defensive side and looking at that game last Thursday night against the Giants they extended a lot of Daniel Jones's drives because of penalties so and and it's ironic that a penalty is actually what helped them win the game but that says a lot the fact that it comes down to a last second field goal that at first they missed so Um, this defense has the talent to be disruptive and live up to the hype. It just hasn't yet. So I think kind of looking at this game that, and it's something that I said against the Steelers, I know it's not the most intriguing and exciting matchup to look for in any football game, but just like the Steelers game, I'm really interested in looking at this matchup in the trenches there, because The Bills offensive line has had its share of ups and downs, same thing with Washington's defensive line. So I'm really interested to see what the game plan is going to be. And if they're going to try to replicate anything that the Steelers did um, and how they had success in week one.
1: Yeah, you, you nailed it right there because it's going to be in the trenches. This game is not going to be a flashy game. It's going to be a hard fought, grinding game, and it's going to come down to the offensive and defensive line play. And that's on both sides. That's not just for the Bills, of course, protecting Josh Allen, because we know that without that kind of protection, if they're only sending four guys, it's going to be very difficult for Allen to dissect their defense and pick it apart. And then on the other side, it's going to be important for the Bills to get to Tyler Heine or Taylor Heineke, because he's maybe not such an experienced quarterback, but if he's given enough time, he can clearly play. We've seen it through through, uh, the NFL season so far. Heineke can play. If he's given the time, he can make plays. He can make things happen. He's also quite mobile and a little more mobile, I think, than most teams expect him to be. And I think that that's another key piece. So it's not going to be just about the Bills needing to protect Josh Allen but it's also about the Bills really finding ways to get to the quarterback. And they've done a much better job this season. I think A.J. Epinesa has been incredibly impressive so far. I also think we've seen a lot from Oliver, finally. The Bills' defense has looked a lot better, but we're really going to need to see a big step up for their offensive line. Because like you said it, if the Washington football team takes exactly what the Steelers did, They're going to dominate the Bills because Allen is not going to be able to overcome that if Washington doesn't have to blitz. And that's, of course, what the Steelers were able to do. So it is going to be interesting to see how much the Bills prepare for that. And if they maybe dial up some different offensive plays, some quicker plays, maybe even consider some screen plays. I think we haven't seen enough of that. And I really, really, and I've said this prior to the season, I think we got to find ways to get Devin Singletary the ball in the open field. And if it means dumping it off or just screens to him, I think that could be really beneficial against a team like the Washington football team, a, real, a team that's really good at getting to the quarterback and trying to get it out of Josh Allen's hands as fast as possible. So Heather, thank you so much for coming on. This was a great chat. You brought so many great ideas. I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I completely agree with you. I do think the Bills are going to win. I don't necessarily have a score prediction either. I, I figured I'd feed off of what you came up with. So we'll <laughs> have to wait closer to the game. Yes. Um, but yeah, I do. I do think the Bills are the better team overall, but it's going to be tight. And it's really going to come down to the Bills' offensive line and whether or not they can stop Chase Young and, and that strong Washington defensive line. So again, if you guys want to check her out on Twitter at Prusak, you can check her out there. She's posting content there every day, every week. So please <laughs> check her out. Heather, thanks again.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again soon.